For our study Saturday on this Holy Saturday, the Saturday between Good Friday and Easter, we're going to have a reading of Walter Wengren's story, The Ragman. I know we've had it on here before, but it's excellent and it portrays very clearly the truth that we celebrate this Holy Week. Here goes. I saw a strange sight. I stumbled upon a story most strange like nothing in my life my street sense, my sly tongue had ever prepared me for. Hush, child, hush now, and I will tell it to you. Even before the dawn one Friday morning, I noticed a young man, handsome and strong, walking the alleys of our city. He was pulling an old cart, filled with clothes both bright and new, and he was calling in a clear tenor voice, Rags! Ah! <laughs> The air was foul, and the first light filthy, to be crossed by such sweet music. Rags, new rags for old, I take your tired rags, rags. Now this is a wonder, I thought to myself, for the man stood six foot four, and his arms were like tree limbs, hard and muscular, and his eyes flashed intelligence. Could he find no better job than this, to be a ragman in the inner city? I followed him. My curiosity drove me, and I wasn't disappointed. Soon the ragman saw a woman sitting on her back porch. She was sobbing into a handkerchief, signing and shedding a thousand tears. Her knees and elbows made a sad X. Her shoulders shook. Her heart was breaking. The ragman stopped his cart. Quietly he walked to the woman, stepping around tin cans, dead toys, and pampers. Give me your rag, he said gently, and I'll give you another. He slipped the handkerchief from her eyes. She looked up and he laid across her palm a linen cloth so clean and new that it shined. She blinked from the gift to the giver. Then, as he began to pull his cart again, the ragman did a strange thing. He put her stained handkerchief to his own face, and then he began to weep, to sob grievously as she had done, her shoulders shaking. Yet she was left without a tear. This is a wonder, I breathed to myself, and I followed the sobbing ragman like a child who cannot turn away from mystery. Rags, rags, new rags for old. In a little while, when the sky showed gray behind the rooftops, and I could see the shredded curtains hanging out black windows, the ragman came upon a girl whose head was wrapped in a bandage, whose eyes were empty. Blood soaked her bandage, a single line of blood ran down her cheek. Now the tall ragman looked upon this child with pity, and he drew a lovely yellow bonnet from his cart. "'Give me your rag.' he said, tracing his own line on her cheek, and I'll give you mine. The child could only gaze at him while he loosened the bandage, removed it, and tied it to his own head. The bonnet he set on hers, and I gasped at what I saw, for with the bandage went the wound. Against his brow it ran a darker, more substantial blood. His own. Rags, rags, I take old rags, cried the sobbing, bleeding, strong, intelligent ragman. The sun hurt the sky now, and my eyes. The ragman seemed more and more to hurry. Are you going to work? 
He asked the man who leaned against the telephone pole. The man shook his head. The ragman pressed him. Do you have a job? Are you crazy? sneered the other. He pulled away from the pole, revealing the right sleeve of his jacket. Flat. The cuffs stuffed into the pocket. He had no arm. So, said the ragman, give me your jacket, and I'll give you mine. So much quiet authority in his voice. The one-armed man took off his jacket. So did the ragman, and I trembled at what I saw. For the ragman's arm stayed in its sleeve, and when the other put it on, he had two good arms, thick as tree limbs, but the ragman had only one. Go to work, he said. After that he found a drunk, lying unconscious beneath an army blanket, an old man hunched, wizened, and sick. He took that blanket and wrapped it round himself, but for the drunk he left new clothes. And now I had to run to keep up with the ragman, though he was weeping uncontrollably and bleeding freely at the forehead, pulling his heart cart with one arm, stumbling for drunkenness, falling again and again, exhausted, old, old and sick, yet he went with terrible speed. On spider's legs he skidded through the alleys of the city, this mile and the next, until he came to its limits, and then he rushed beyond. I wept to see the change in this man, I hurt to see his sorrow, and yet I need to see where he was going in such haste, perhaps to know what drove him so. The little old ragman, he came to a landfill, he came to the garbage pits, and I waited to help him in what he did, but I hung back, hiding. He climbed a hill. With tormented labor, he cleared a little space on the hill, then he sighed. He lay down. He pillowed his head on a handkerchief and a jacket. He covered his bones with an army blanket, and he died. Oh, <laughs> how I cried to witness that death. I slumped in a junked car and wailed and mourned as one who has no hope, because I had come to love the ragman. Every other face had faded in the wonder of this man, and I cherished him, but he died. I sobbed myself to sleep. I did not know, how could I know, that I slept through Friday night and Saturday, and it's night too. But then on Sunday morning, I was wakened by violence. Light, pure, hard, demanding light, slammed against my sour face, and I blinked, and I looked, and I saw the first wonder of all. There was the ragman, folding the blanket most carefully, a scar on his forehead, but alive, and besides that healthy, there's no sign of sorrow or age, and all the rags that he had gathered shined for cleanliness. Well, then I lowered my head, and trembling for all that I had seen, I myself walked up to the ragman. I told him my name with shame, for I was a sorry figure next to him. Then I took off all my clothes in that place, and I said to him with deep yearning in my voice, Dress me. He dressed me. My lord, he put new rags on me, and I am a wonder beside him. The ragman, the ragman, the Christ. A commentary on Isaiah 64, verse 6. All of us have become like one who is unclean, and all our righteous acts are like filthy rags. We all shrivel up like a leaf, 
and like the wind, our sins sweep us away. And Isaiah 53, Surely he took up our pain and bore our suffering, yet we considered him punished by God, stricken by him, and afflicted. But he was pierced for our transgressions, he was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was on him, and by his wounds we are healed. We have worship tomorrow morning at 10 a.m. Breakfast starts at 8.30, goes till about 9.45. It gets pancakes and eggs and sausages and a whole lot of deliciousness, if you ask me. There's an egg hunt with the Easter account for the kids starting around 9.15 and festival worship at 10 a.m. Bring a friend. We'll see you there. 2250 South Hollandsvania Road in Maumee. God bless your day.